0: You imagine Africa, you only hear the stuff in the media, like the AIDS and the malaria and everything like that, and so that an organization could come in and really clean things up and help people out, it's really nice to see.
1: We were driving on these roads that weren't even paved and how you could be driving at one person one second and then they'd move out of the way the next.
0: I never knew how to build with bricks. <laughs> that was pretty interesting, mud bricks for that matter. Oh, uh, the food, the food was incredible. I mean, I thought it'd be kinda, the food would be kinda nasty, but it was it was awesome food, it was all organic.
2: Africa is probably one of the safest places I've been. Um, I felt safe with the people there, people were really welcoming and loving and open. The
3: Ugandan people have a way of uh, talking to you and loving you and making you feel like you've been their best friend for years. They really understand relationship and I feel like they really model um, what Jesus intended for relationships to look like.
0: They all had uh, a story behind them, a reason why they were there, it wasn't just oh hey, here's an organization I want to help out with. They all had a reason that they were there because God put them
1: there. They were really patient with us, even though like it was a bunch of our first times building. So they were just really caring and took all the time to like show us how to build correctly.
0: Knowing that the kids, like they love you so much coming into it and they treat you like you're a stranger, like you're a stranger coming into their lives. And you just walk in and you, you feel like family and that was just the biggest surprise for me hanging out with the kids of Watoto and seeing them so happy you know living with six seven other brothers and sisters and a mom having a good time kids city and all that stuff seeing all the energy that they have it's pretty awesome
1: All the bricks from all over the there. We had to load them up all into the car and then we brought them all down here. We got an assembly line and then we started passing them so that we could line them all up in the areas and now we're just stacking the bricks and putting the cement on them so that we can build part of the house.
4: And the kids have been working very well together, They've been uh, unifying as a team, um, exciting, and just being able to interact with the Ugandan uh, people. But we just feel like God's really working through us and we prayed about being.
0: Just spiritually and physically good for the trip, and he's given us that prayer. He answered it.
5: Pretty cool to be a part of this, and it's great to be a part of such a hard-working team. The place where you are right now was actually a war zone, major, major war zone.
6: And uh, even when they were excavating right around one of the other buildings, the classrooms, they found skeletons and skulls in that place because uh, the Kony rebels really killed people. Uh, would put them like on trees and don't kill them right there. And so this place was a dangerous place but the mere fact that you are here shows that you know what it's safe and you came through very safely and you did what needed to be done. A couple of months there will be children seated in here and uh, they'll be studying. Right now you see it as a shell but hey when the children come they'll give it life.
2: watching them serve. Uh, Since I work in student ministry full-time, I get to see what they do, and so I wasn't surprised by what they did, but I was just in awe of what they put into the building project. We kind of all came together. We kind of gelled, which was super cool, and that was a total God thing. And then when we came together at night, just to share our hearts, because we're all from different backgrounds and, and different places, but we all came together, to say, here's what God did today, which was amazing. And then we got to do you go cards and encourage each other that way and laugh about it.
1: I think that my biggest highlight was definitely working with the kids and being able to hang out with them and see that how our building would affect them in the future and all the babies and stuff that we're gonna be living there.
4: Getting to see them come together as a group and over and over again in their in their own unique way, getting to hear them say something like, well, the next time I'm here or when I come back or when we come back. So really seeing their eyes open to what's going on on the other side of the world was, was a highlight for me.
0: My life has changed because uh, I've, I've definitely been more grateful for what I have and I haven't complained about the little stuff. Seeing those kids over there so happy with the little that they have.
1: They just show you there that family is so important and all the relationships that you build is so much more important than the things that you have because these people show you how happy they are and joyful they are, yet they have nothing.
3: Just
0: being grateful with the necessities and then relying on God to satisfy my emotional needs, my spiritual needs, that's really what it's all about for me.
2: We were all in this together as a team and I love doing stuff as a team as the body of Christ is us growing together.
0: I praise him just for giving me the opportunity to go be over there, experience the different culture, and and help build a preschool that not only will help the kids now, but many, many years down the road.
4: I think I'm gonna be very sad to leave, because this is a beautiful, beautiful country, and these are beautiful, beautiful people. If you ask me tomorrow,
0: I'd go back. Oh yeah, I would, definitely.
4: As soon as I got off the plane, I told my parents we were
0: moving there, and they kind of looked at me like, oh, no, we're not. For sure. 100%. Check.
1: Oh, 100%. That's not even a question. I can't wait to go back.
7: Isn't that a great video? Great team that we were able to send to Uganda. And you may recognize this guy sitting beside me. This is Doug Stride. Doug was here just a few months ago. You probably remember him being up here. And uh, Doug, it's, it's funny, <clears throat> you've been working for Rototo in Uganda for seven and a half years, but today as you sit here, you sit here in a different role. Uh, now, uh, starting last Monday, you are now an official staff person here at Hope Community Church. You've made that transition from Uganda to here. Let's- <clears throat> I'm not very smart, I'm not a very good leader, but God told me a long time ago, how about get the right people around you who are smart and who can get the job done and you know when we met you Doug in Uganda um one of our conversations just kind of offline you were talking about you'd been there with your family by the way we have a picture of Don and the kids up there they were very young when you went and uh you thought God may be bringing your time that season in Uganda to a close and we just talked a while and I said hey if anything ever uh is, is is in concrete and you definitely are looking for a place to go Give me a call. Let's, see, let's talk about it. Let's see what's available, what's going on at Hope. And sure enough, when we were there last time, we talked. And at that time, we were looking for an executive director or an executive pastor role to come in. And uh, so you came in, and Doug's new role now, and he has quite a role. All of our executive directors were like executive pastors over a large portion of the church. Uh, you're over really campus expansion, but anything that happens outside the doors of, of the Raleigh campus, uh, you're over all the, the multi sites that we launch. You're over local hope, so what we do in our own community as we reach out. You're over global hope, what we're doing in the world. And then uh, you're also going to take some of the worship programming planning off of me in an administrative role. And so I'm just excited uh, that you're here. And uh, what would you like to say to the congregation this morning?
8: Well, when you talk about all those things, um, I sit here thinking, what am I doing? But um, no, actually, God knows what he's doing. Um, God let us. Uh, To Uganda from Canada. I was a worship pastor for eight years in a great church in Toronto area and led us so clearly to Uganda We were there for seven and a half years and uh, it's true what Mike was saying about a year and a half ago God started just stirring in my heart saying get ready get ready I'm gonna be taking you back to North America and at first I thought what why? we love it here we love what god is doing here we love being a part of this and uh, he said i'm going to be taking you back to be in a great church and to be a part of he, he god actually told me very okay, I don't hear voices, but I hear in my heart. You know what I mean? And he said, very specifically, you're going to be a part of three things in a church. In, and those three things were on the leadership team, um, helping oversee an area of worship of the church, which is one of my heart and passion, and also missions and expansion and outreach. And uh, when Mike came to me and said these three things, I went, God, you couldn't be any more clear. And it would not have been possible for us to leave Uh, Uganda, because of the amazing things God is doing there, if He hadn't have led us to a like-hearted church. And we are so excited to be here, uh, to be on Mike's team, to be um, a part of this great congregation because we know that you have a passion for reaching out to people, loving them where they are, and helping them grow in their relationship with Jesus. We know that you have a passion for missions um, here locally and also globally, and we know that you love to worship God. And so we are so excited to be here. So thank you for uh, this humbling invitation, and we're excited to be here. It's a massive transition for us in life and uh, we have our meltdown moments where our little girl uh, eight years old says I want to go back why are we here so you can pray for us in this transition Uh, it's a big transition but we are really really excited Um, the future is very very bright for us and for hope
7: and you came back right in time to be able to pick the school of your choice
8: Yeah, That's right. Which
7: none of them you could get into. (laughs) Which was not
8: easy. Yeah, let me tell you. But you got the kids
7: settled. Don settled. Saw you guys last night. We're so glad to have you here. Looking forward to serving with you. God bless you. Let them know how much we're excited about having Doug on the team here with us. And one of the things... I'm really excited about is it just really solidifies this working partnership that we have with Uganda through Watoto, and uh, we're gonna be able to take it to another level. Now we're wrapping up our series this week in Mission Possible, and if you've been here for a while, you know that we began uh, the very first week about talking about the mission that Jesus gave us, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Very simply, he said, Okay, this is what you need to be doing, you need to be making disciples. You need to be making disciples. And then right before Jesus ascended back to heaven, this is what he told those followers. He says, you're going to receive power because the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. That happens in Acts chapter 2. And he says, then when you get the power, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. It's going to start right there at home. And then it's going to begin to spread. It's going to spread out to Judea and Samaria. And before it's all said and done, you're going to take this life-changing message to the ends of the earth. That's what Jesus said that we should be doing. And I want you to understand, if you're new to Hope, that is the mission that we are on. Our vision is very simple. It's reach the triangle and change the world. We want to see this life-changing grace gospel message of Jesus Christ. We want to see it get to the ends of the earth. And I want you to understand that's not just a theory. It's not just a dream. It's not just a great slogan, reach the triangle, change the world. We want you to understand that this mission is very, very doable. We want you to understand that this mission is possible. And I thought, what a great weekend, Labor Day weekend. All of our rich friends have gone back to the mountains and back to the beach because they could only stand being at church one week, right, before they had another vacation. But you're here. You're really the ones that are committed, let's be honest. You're the ones who are giving your money. That's why you can't go to the beach this weekend because you're committed to what God's doing in the world. So I thought we should take the opportunity this weekend to celebrate what God is doing and what he's done recently through you. Now, just a couple of years ago, uh, we we were in the Central African Republic and we tagged on a day to fly over to Uganda to spend just one day in Uganda before we came back to the States. And when we were there that very first time, uh, God just laid it on our hearts that we wanted to partner with this Watoto ministry in Uganda, especially working in the area of Gulu, where you just saw the video. That's the area of the invisible children. Uh, that's the, the area where Kony wreaks so much havoc. That's the area uh, where it's so war-torn. And there's a village there called Laminadera. Uh, and there, the Watoto have built a children home to deal with all of the orphans. By the way, 50% of the population of Uganda is under the age of 15. So to deal with all the orphans, all the young children that were left that way because many of their parents were, were killed during the war. And God just laid it on our heart. And as we were in Laminadera there looking, I, I noticed there were, there were homes for the children to live. There were even classrooms but no place to worship. And I said, Doug, where do these people worship? Where do the kids worship? And he says, well, they just worship in the hot sun. And I said, what if it's raining? He says, well, they, they worship in the rain. But they, we don't have the money to build them a place to have church on the weekends to invite their community into. And I asked him what that would cost. And he said, well, it's probably going to cost about $100,000. And so a uh, guy just laid on my heart. I said, listen, if you guys will raise 50000 through a Toto... I will go back to Hope and we will see if we can raise the other 50000 and let's get this church built. And you will remember at Christmas we, we set out on that goal to raise $50,000 because they had raised theirs. And God blessed us and we were able to raise $70,000. And so now we have $120,000 to get the building built. And what a joy it was to present that check back to the church in Uganda. But then we discovered, and this is the way things work in third world countries, that with the cost of getting supplies to where they needed to be, still that needed to be made, prices that were going up. The building was probably going to be closer to $150,000 and it still was going to be an empty shell. So we thought they have 120, and so we came back and we decided in April that first of all we were going to raise the 30,000 to get them up to 150 to finish the building, and then we were going to raise 25 more thousand to upfit the building—any sound, any lights, any chairs, uh, any instruments for them to play. We were going to take care of all of that. And what a great weekend that was in April! Uh, you remember we kicked it off on Friday night with the Band of Brothers doing a great concert to raise money. Uh, kids City, remember your kids brought the banks home and you filled them up with change and you brought them and you dumped them in. Into the receptacles. We took an offering that weekend as we were celebrating it. And our goal was 55,000 and as of now we've raised over 134,000. The money keeps trickling in. And of that 134,000, how exciting it was to give uh Watoto that $55,000 check and then to say listen We raise more money for you than we know what to do with. Is there another project? And they said, well, actually, we're in desperate need of a preschool classroom. It'll cost about $22,000 to build. And we said, we'll take care of that. And we were still able to set aside $57,000 for future projects and future needs as they arise there in Uganda. And and so that's just a God thing. So I want to celebrate that this weekend. We don't spend enough uh, time celebrating. And, And I want you to see how reaching the triangle and changing the world can be lived out. And how it's happening here at, at Hope. And how, when we do it, it allows us to live out the five goals. You see the words around the auditorium. Uh, our five goals here. These are kind of characteristics of what we think a disciple of Jesus Christ is going to look like. This is an area where you should be growing. This is kind of how we measure how we're doing and growing as a disciple. But first of all, you live what you learn. In other words, as you read God's word, study God's word, you begin to apply God's word to your life. Second, you serve where you're gifted. Third, you give from your resources. Fourth, you connect with others in the body of Christ. And then fifth, you share your story. And so on July 12th, we sent out a team of 24. The youngest was 14. It went up to a few adults who were the sponsors. Many of them were college kids. And they set out and they were able to live out these goals, to live out these characteristics. But I want to say none of this would have been possible if at first you weren't moved and you didn't give of your resources. I want you to watch this video.
6: You know what, I, I, I had the opportunity, I and Doug, uh, to see how it was coming together when we came over to your lovely church and uh, seeing people coming and, and, and putting uh, the money in those, uh, in those banks mm-hmm. and uh, children would come with the dad and, with, and, then the, and then they'll pour everything in there. And I'm like, oh God, God bless these people. Bless these people so much, and I really want to thank you, and also thank your lovely church, especially your your good pastor, uh, for allowing you to come and and just allowing to be a part of this ministry. May God bless you.
3: It was really emotional for me because I was thinking about the Hope families that taught their kids to give of their resources and help us make this a possibility. The reason that we were able to go on this trip and build this preschool was because of what Hope did to partner with Watoto and um, as we were building uh, with the foreman. The foreman was um, just letting us know. He was thanking us for helping build this classroom. And we're smiling and nodding and, you know, excited for the opportunity. But he kind of stopped and he said, no, I don't think you understand. You're not just building a preschool here. You're building a future generation of leaders that we're going to be teaching these kids that are in this preschool how to love and to serve God and to be leaders in our country. And and so these aren't just walls that you're building. You're building a whole generation that is gonna love and serve God.
6: We are very grateful uh, with your offer because uh, your offer has contributed so much to the development of the Ugandan children. Right now we are here constructing the uh, one of the classes of the nursery school. And then uh, very soon we will be going to the church of which you have contributed the money. and. We have received that man and the church. The, the construction of the church is going on. So we thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, may the Lord bless the pockets from where you are getting all this to sustain the African child and especially uh, the children of Guru. Thank you.
7: Yeah, we've had a really, really good time. And these are really, really good,
8: funny people who love the Lord. Yeah. They're making a difference in my country. I'm really, really proud of them. Thank you guys for sending them. Thank you guys for being a blessing to my country. May God bless you. You haven't just built a classroom for nursery school students. Um, It actually has eternal value. You are building people. You're not building a classroom. Um, You're building people, and these are very little people. And uh, this is at the very start of their educational journey. Those two, three, four-year-olds are going to grow up, uh, some of them to be presidents, some of them to be doctors, lawyers, um, great businessmen, great mums and dads, and great leaders because that's the vision of Watoto Child Care is to raise the next generation of Ugandan leaders. By providing money to build this, by coming to be a part of building this, by uh, providing jobs for our local people, you are building leaders and uh, it's it's eternal. What you're part of is is has eternal value. So I hope that you're able to see you're going home with not just a sense of bricks and mortar, but you're going home with a sense of, wow, God, you've allowed me to be a part of something eternal. And that's really amazing.
2: I had to rely on a lot of people. on a student said to you, rely on family and friends, and this church in particular, to help me get there. And so I'm so grateful that they would even go, hey, here's money for you to go, and we trust you in that. And um, I love the fact, though, that they're partners with us. So yes I get to be the hands and feet but they got to be back here saying we're praying for you and we're um, lifting you up.
8: I just want to thank you guys so much and thank you leadership, thank Pastor Mike and the team for allowing this great team to come and uh, for all of the money that your church has raised. Great things are happening in Hope, great things are happening in Wototo, and we serve the same God and he has allowed us to partner together so isn't that cool? Yeah. So thank you guys for the investment it has been worth it it has been for eternal value and so thank you God bless you richly
7: you know one of the things that really attracted us to a was that they're not just trying to get the kids adopted out they're they're trying to raise these kids. They want to keep them in Uganda because they see this as the next generation of leaders and and raising them with Christian character and integrity to change that country from the inside out. And it's so impressive when you go there and see how that's happening. By the way, these are just 24 of hundreds of people at Hope that have gone outside the country this year to make a difference in the world. Many times we don't have the opportunity to celebrate. It's going on all the time. They're behind the scenes, but it's giving people a chance to live out what they're learning to serve where they're gifted, not just where they're gifted, sometimes serve where they're needed. Certainly gives them a chance to connect with others. Every one of this young team that came back would say, they have built relationships that are never, they're just never gonna die because of the impact of doing something like this together. And even to share their story. And Kira, you got to go on the trip. It's so good to have you with us. And Kira, I've known you since you were about five or six years old. This is Carl's daughter. And uh, she's now a senior at Carolina. She couldn't get into Duke, so she's doing the best she can at Carolina. And, but I still love her because they need Jesus over there, too, and I'm sure that's why God put her there. But, uh, Kira, you just went on this trip, and uh, uh, give me an example of, of where you got to, because of the resources that were given, where you got to serve where you're gifted.
9: Yeah, um, so one of the things that we got to do when we were over in the Gulu district was to perform Kid City Live for the village, which was awesome. And in that instance, I got to sing and We did some dancing and skits and stuff, so it was really cool to be able to use my gifts in a more tangible way for me to be able to um, share some of the things we do here at Hope with the children in Gulu.
7: How about a chance to serve where you're needed?
9: Yeah, well, like the video demonstrated, we built that building, and I'm not necessarily the most manual labor kind of gal, but um, I tried my best, and it was hard work, but it was really fun, so um, I think that was a cool way for me personally to experience serving where I'm not necessarily gifted, but where I'm needed, and how I can still serve God through that.
7: And then you came home, and uh, months ago, or weeks ago, probably months ago, when we started talking about this series, I talked to your dad about uh, a song to wrap up the series. And so when you came home from Uganda, he invited you to help him write the song that you're getting ready to sing. And I just got to ask you, because I've worked with him for so long. (laughs) What was that like?
9: I mean, he's a diva, so, you know, there's, there's butting of heads there. Um,
7: that's a good word, diva.
9: <laughs> no, but, yeah, it was awesome. He just kind of called me down one day and um, said, you know, I've been starting on this song, and would you be interested in kind of co-writing the lyrics and steering the message of it? So I said, of course, yeah. Um, so it kind of just grew out of the experiences we had in Uganda, the building of the building, Kids City Live, and, yeah, that's where it came from.
7: Well, we're excited to hear the song. Sing right. it for us.
10: Sun comes up another day. I see the world around me, and I wonder. Yes, I wonder why there's so much pain and suffering. This is not how life was meant to be. Do you wonder? Do you ever wonder? I only have two hands. What good can they do? I only have one heart
11: will you open your heart to and then together we can change the world
10: when we move outside these walls
11: we can change the dark
10: dust is settled foundations laid and I wonder still I wonder if we can make this world a better place with a message built on love and grace and I wonder still I wonder then I look around and weep to see those hands raised up as one and hear God's children lift their voices to and I know
11: together we can change the world When we move outside these walls We can change the darkness into light And together when we cast our fears aside Listen to God's call With love in our hearts We can change the world When
10: times are tough and it seems they're gay Then it's time to reach your hands out to another In love, in love Then I know together we can change the world When we
11: move outside these walls We can change the darkness into light And together we cast the fears aside And listen to God's call, love in our hearts. We can change the world, we can change the world. When we move outside these walls, we can change the darkness into light. And together, when we cast our fears aside, and listen to God's call.
0: Our family really hasn't been that church-oriented. Like it's not a every Sunday wake up go to church. It's kind of do your own thing on Sunday. But I've been looking for a way to kind of get my way back into church, and it just seemed like a good idea. I could go 10 days in Uganda, help out others, like stuff you only hear about. When I went to Africa, I wasn't, I didn't think that I was going to find Christ. It's just um you know, surprises come up at any time and so you don't know what's going to happen so there's a lot of things that could happen for the good or for the worst but you don't know until you try. Like everyone has a story, it's just you gotta figure it out so I went with him to talk and we went to his room and just talked a lot, I explained everything. Dean just helped me that night kind of sum up what I've been through in my life and find the ways to uh, Describe that and it wasn't in the plan to accept Jesus Christ that night. I was just first planning on talking to him because I didn't know how I could have a story and it was something inside me just Spoke out and made me accept Christ and so I don't think like I'm done Just like just because I found Christ that means I'm done and after this trip I feel a lot more relaxed like just comfortable that I'm in Christ's hands and it will all be okay just following Christ, listening to Christ and doing the best I can to be Christ-like.
7: So, sorry about that. That's got to be so cool. I mean, you, you've been, you're one of the first people that I ever reached out to who came to Hope. So you've yeah. been here about 18 years now. And never been on a mission trip. You go on this mission trip. How cool is it to be in the place? where cj's been in that progress of a process of becoming a follower of jesus christ and you were there at the right time and god used you on this trip how cool was that that was one of the coolest things i think probably if anything
4: that was probably the highlight to know that i finally was obedient if you will to uh... listen to what god was tugging at my heart and to for that very reason i believe is why uh... god called me to go to uganda
7: it's it's funny uh... i think when we go on these trips, we always go thinking that we're going to to benefit wherever we're visiting, and yet the reality is uh, it's our lives that are impacted. What was the biggest uh what what let me just say this you got all these people here We got thousands of people here listening spread out over three campuses this morning. What would you say to this crowd to encourage them to get out of the country
4: i'd say go <laughs>
7: um, i was uh I would have to say that
4: after many years of being in ministry of one form or fashion, um, I, my biggest thing was fear. And my wife, Mary Ann, challenged me back at the beginning of the year, what is it going to take to get me out of my comfort zone and into the magic? And the magic being the blessing of Jesus Christ. And so I started the journey to figure that out. And uh, the opportunity came to go to Uganda, and I thought, You know, I see the videos of all these children and I love children for any of you that see me in Kid City. I've been there for, uh, good gracious, many years. And um, I love all those children that come in there. And those children in Uganda are no different. They all need Jesus and they blessed me to see their life and what they're experiencing there.
7: Well, Dean, I appreciate you going being a part of the leadership team. Uh, And this is Adam. And why this is so weird is this is my son. And why it's even weirder, I have two boys. Uh, this is my younger one. The older one is Aaron. Aaron never gave me one bit of grief in life. Uh, Adam turned my hair gray, and then he made it turn loose. Uh, uh, and if you've heard any illustrations in my messages about children and, and difficult times, uh, he's, he's the one you can give credit to for that. And uh, I have nothing to tell about my other son because he just was good. But this one, I got stories. And, uh, and what's interesting is... Uh, uh, Jean, who was our Global Hope director, recently resigned, went to work for the Hope for Haiti Foundation, which he started. And uh, they're impacting Haiti. You can visit them this weekend. And uh, he had been mentoring Adam and, and kind of discipling Adam. And so when he stepped out, uh, Adam moved in as our Global Hope coordinator. And you've already led a trip to Haiti. You just le- oversaw and led this trip and got everybody prepared for Uganda. Um, but we have opportunities this weekend of other trips that are going to come up. And uh, I know out in the lobby, you, you'll, you'll see the Hope for Haiti table. This is the first organization we ever supported. We sent a team of five to Haiti 14 years ago, and that grew into the Hope for Haiti Foundation. They're out there. You're going to want to talk to them. They're doing amazing things through schools, through medical clinics. ICDI, uh, the wells that we've been drilling in Central African Republic, that Jim Hawking. that's ICDI. Uh, Tom Peters is out there this weekend. We're getting ready to, to, to ex, uh, expand into the Congo. And uh, you can get more information there. But there's some there's some organizations there that you've seen quite a bit. Uh, Hope for India uh, has been taking a number. Just got back with a big group of teens from India. But, uh, Adam, tell us about some of the other exam, uh, opportunities that we have this weekend to, to, to discover how to get out of the country. Yeah,
5: for sure. Um, we have some awesome new partnerships that we're working with. Um, one I want to showcase today is... Uh, there's a, there's a big banner out there that says Team. There's a couple out there, Steve and Anthea Love. They're from the Roanoke area up in Virginia, and they contacted us within the last couple of months. Um, she's actually a Zimbabwe native, and over the last couple of years, God's been tugging on their hearts to go overseas and do full-time missions. They didn't know if they wanted to go to Europe, um, and just through different pieces God was putting together in their life, they realized, hey, it's time to go back to Zimbabwe. So... They have been for the last year preparing and getting equipped to go over there. Um, When I met with them, the one thing they told me they really needed was prayer and partnerships before really finances. Of course, they definitely need money, so if you feel God's leading you to give, please do give to them, but go share with them um, a little bit where you guys are at. If you have any interest, they're right across there at the counter. Um, Just go meet them and see how you can partner together with them. Uh, We have Watoto here, of course, if you guys have been watching the side screens and seeing the videos, that has all been taking place in La Minadera, which is in the Gulu region. Um, it's where Kony stole a lot of the kids for his child army, and they're uh, doing an incredible job of restoration there. When I was talking with Watoto and getting this weekend ready, I thought, how cool would it be for Hope to adopt that, that village, La Minadera? That's where the building project is. That's where we're building the worship center. And I reached out to them and said, how many more orphans do you guys need sponsorship there? Um, It's only about 300 as of yesterday. I think we tackled at least 50 last night. Um, We have it at our other campuses today. So please, you guys really own up that. It's only $35 a month. You can partner in with another family, just do half and half on there. But let's take these kids let's really make that something that hope has stepped up to the plate and showed with toto this is a real partnership that we really care about please go see them they're near the door um praying pelican mission it's uh tony Luperello works for them he's been a longtime member of hope we we're doing something for the first time uh, this year with global hope weekend and i thought how cool would it be to offer specific trips for our hope family that they could really go and connect with other people on so Um, Praying Pelican is doing a family-oriented trip for you guys with younger kids. You and your husband or wife can go bring the kids along. We've um, made it so that in July and in December, when you guys have time off and you can travel as a family, you can go take part in these four- or five-day trips. It'll be more oriented with vacation Bible school to family, stuff like that. There won't be any building projects. Um, So please go see him with Praying Pelican Mission. We have Help One Now, which is an awesome partnership um, just met within the last few months Jason Gore who's now on staff had gone down to Haiti and introduced me to Chris Marlowe who's the founder of them um, they are taking a college and young adult trip down to Haiti uh, it is a very intensive you will be busy every day um, doing building projects actually going to church in the tent city there but please go sign up there we have the trips uh, detailed around spring break so you guys will have time off there um, And then Global Hope India is out there with Kevin White. I know a lot of our youth have been on trips with them, but uh, I met with Carrie Ray and thought, what would be a cool trip for our high schoolers? And so they're putting together a trip for, uh, I believe it's July. Um, But all the information is on this little handout in your bulletin this weekend. Please take the time to go out there and at least visit with one of the partnerships. Don't just rush out the door. You should be getting out a little bit early today and just see what's out there. God's never going to really make it that clear in your heart that, hey, I'm equipped and I'm ready to go overseas, but just pray about it, see the opportunities out there. As you could see, all these kids, you know, some of them are 14 years old, they just went over to Africa. Some of you guys are just making excuses, so let's really step up to the plate. Call them what they
7: are, sissies. sissies. Okay. I, I noticed Fuquay's not on here. What's going on with Fuquay? Fuquay,
5: that's a bigger. I mean, we haven't figured something out for that. Okay, yet. we haven't figured
7: Fuquay out yet. Now, Reach here's the, the farm
5: change Fuquay.
7: You can. <laughs> I like the way you think. You can give money, but stop by and visit, be an encouragement to these, these organizations. We're going to give you the chance today to be interactive. Stop by, spend a few minutes, get all the information. You can begin to pray and decide uh, what trip that you think God is leading you guys on. Thank you guys very, very much for being Thank here you. this morning. I want to ask you just to stand together and let's do this. We began this series by singing a song that so said that God is able. And I like this song because it's not on our shoulders to do this. It's our on our shoulders to be obedient, to be obedient and to answer the call. God's going to do what God is going to do, and God is going to do it through us or it's not going to happen. So this just reminds us of why we do what we do. And when, at the end of the day, who gets the credit and the glory for whatever is accomplished? So let's worship together. Let's sing this song together. Carl, lead us.